0: Uh, amen. Go ahead and uh, remain standing. Grab your Bibles. Turn with me to Luke chapter twenty-four. If you didn't bring a Bible, that's okay. We're going to put it up here on the screen. So Luke chapter number twenty-four. Uh, if you don't know where Luke is, Luke is it's in your New Testament. Matthew, Mark, and then the book of Luke. Luke chapter number twenty-four. Thank you, guys. Luke chapter number twenty-four. We're going to look at one verse. One verse to kind of start off with. So Luke chapter number 24, and we're going to be in verse number 32, Luke chapter number 24, and verse number 32, Um, if you're either looking in your Bible at Luke 24 at this point, um, or you're looking on the screen, if you're there, say, I'm there, there. all right, let's let's go, here we go, and they said one to another, did not our heart burn within us, while he talked with us by the way? And while he opened to us the scriptures, really short verse, we'll read it again. And they said, one to another did not our heart burn within us, while he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for a wonderful opportunity to gather together in this place, Lord God. Lord, this is something we do not need to take for granted because unfortunately, Lord God, for a period of time, we didn't have this luxury. And so, Lord God, this is a great and wonderful opportunity, Lord God, to come in in your house, to fellowship, to sing, but most importantly of all, to hear from your word and let it change our lives today. Lord God, fill me with your Holy Spirit today as I preach your word with boldness. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Now, when I first looked at this verse, when I first looked at this verse, this is actually a verse that we talked about several weeks ago in our uh, series called After the Resurrection. We were looking at uh, times when uh, Jesus showed himself after he was crucified and resurrected to different people. Uh, and there was, This is a section of scripture where Jesus reveals himself to uh, two people that are walking on the road to Emmaus. And and so uh, Jesus comes to them, he doesn't reveal himself at first, um, they don't know exactly who he is, he talks with them, and then he does reveal himself and then he vanishes. And so this statement is made that didn't our hearts burn when he talked to us on the way, and then when he opened to us the scriptures. Because what Jesus did is he actually opened the scriptures to them and explained to them, basically preached about himself, starting with the Old Testament all the way up to it. But that that, that terminology, didn't our heart burn Within us, Didn't our heart burn within us? And so I started to think about that like, man, that was really cool how their heart burned because Jesus was talking to them. They were looking at the scriptures. But then I started to think about my own life. Like when I hear the word, when I look at the words of Jesus, when I read the scriptures, does my heart burn? Does my heart burn? And then I started to think about our church and like does our church, or the people of our church, when we read the scriptures or when the, when the scriptures preached or when we hear it or read it on our own, whatever it may be, does our heart burn inside of us? So the title of the message today is, Does Your Heart Burn? Does Your Heart Burn? Now that is not asking if you have heartburn. Can I get an amen, okay? If you ate pizza last night, you may have a little bit of heartburn, okay? I'm not talking if you have heartburn. I'm asking, does your heart burn, okay, just to make sure we're good on that, all right? Uh, so this is not, we're not having a, a message about heartburn, but that would be kind of fun, I guess. But does your heart burn, okay? Let's, let's do it all together. Title, one, two, three. Does your heart burn. Now, I, like, I like the way y'all put that spacing there, too. Does your heart burn, not does, does your heart burn, okay, gotcha. So here we go. Here we go. And the reason I'm saying about this is that what we're going to look at is when we look at Scripture, when we hear, read Scripture or when we hear Scripture, our heart should burn. Our heart should burn, okay? And and I'll explain that a little bit more. But 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 we're and, and we're not going to get done with the whole entire message today. I'm sorry, um, because I, I would leave the second, the first service behind. But but we're going to look at look at scripture, the importance of scripture in our life, and then talking about what like why our hearts should burn. So if you're taking notes, number one, it is why is it important? Why is it important? Okay. Why is it important that your heart burns what more importantly, why is it important, what why is the scripture important? Or what do we need to see the, the importance of scripture in our lives? Now, what we're gonna do is we're gonna look at three sets of verses today. And specifically, what does it say about the word and why is the word important in our lives? Okay. So if you're taking notes, the first verse we're gonna look at is Romans 15:4. Romans 15, 4. Let's look at that. Hopefully it's on the screen at this point. It says, "For whatsoever things were written afore time or before time, were written basically before this point. Okay, were written for our what? Okay, we, we, we're gonna say this all together. Okay, for written were written for our what? Learning. Okay, so for us to learn to understand. Okay, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have what? Hope. Hope. Okay." Now, let's talk about this. So wh- what's the purpose of the Scriptures? They were written so that we would learn something, so we'd understand something, so we would know something. So that we would, through patience and comfort. Now, how many of y'all would consider yourself a patient person? Okay, that's. I feel the same way, all right? How many of y'all have a tendency to have a little bit of road rage? Raise your hand. Okay, I, I, I said in the first service, I, I think y'all are a little bit with me on this, but I have a tendency sometimes when somebody doesn't drive the way I think they should drive, certain words come out of my mouth. Now, I'm not words you're thinking about, okay? Just making sure. I have been known to call someone a moron on the road. Can I get a witness? Okay? I've, I've, I've been known to call someone an idiot on the road. Can I get a witness? Okay, stop doing that. That's bad. That's terrible that you do that. Uh, The reason why I'm doing this is because I'm confessing my own sins because my kids are now calling people morons and idiots because they saw it in their daddy. All right, with that said, we lack a lot of, what's that P word? We lack a lot of what? Patience. We lack a lot of patience in our life, right? Because I don't know about you, but my thing is, 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 is if, if everybody's driving normal, I'm totally fine with that. The moment they drive a little off from what I prefer, certain things come out of my mouth, okay? Because I lack what? Patience. See, you're not talking about you, you're talking about me. It's all good, all right? Patience and comfort. And comfort. Now, I think another word to use for comfort is the word peace. Is the word peace, Now, let's be honest about this. If we think about our lives and the the chaos and and even what's going on in our brains and our hearts and all that kind of stuff, sometimes what we lack a lot of is what? Peace and comfort, right? But yet, according to this verse, that, that these things are written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort of the what? Scriptures. So we need to be more patient people. Can I get a witness? Okay? We need to have more peace in our life. But in order to have, have, have patience and peace in our life or comfort in our life, it only comes through what the Scriptures, more importantly, my, the comfort of Scriptures might have what? Hope. Because here's what's interesting about this. We, we want hope in our life. We need hope in our life. And we talk about how, you know, the, and, and how I would define hope is that, that, that we would, there, there's a reason why we keep going. There's a reason why we, 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 we keep on going and, and do what we're doing because we have a sense of hope that there's something in the future, something that's going to change, something that's going to get better. We have a sense of hope. And even in the world we live in now, I think we lack a lot of hope in the world we live in. Now, here's what's interesting when it comes to our Christian life. Think about it from the standpoint of the hope, of hope. Because here's the deal. The Word is the source of our hope. The Word is a source of our hope. Great example. How do you know that you can be saved from your sins? How do you know that you can be saved from your sins? Here, we're going to say this a lot. So every time, I, every time I point to this thing in my hand called a Bible, we're going to say Word. Ready? Well, let's try it. Okay, good. All right. There we go. All right. How do I know that I can be saved from my sins? Because of the what? Because of the Word. All right, how do I know that there's a heaven and a hell because of the what? Word. Okay, how do I know that Jesus is coming back one day word. because of the word? Now you think, man, this is really simple, Buchanan. What are you doing here? What I want you to understand is that we look at it and we go, well, how do I know that I can be saved? How do I know there's a heaven and hell? How do I know that, that Jesus is coming back? The only reason why you know that is because it's written in the word. in the word, in the word. And so this is, this is the basis of all of our hope, okay? Now, the, the application. Is this the basis of our hope? Is the way, we're, the way we're living, are we living like the word is the base of our hope? Or, let me ask this question, are we living in a way that the basis of our hope is in ourselves? And what we can do, and what we have, does that make sense? The reason why I have hope is because of me, Buchanan. No, the reason why you should have hope is because of the what? Word. word. Are we missing, look at this, are we missing the patience and comfort that we so desperately need because we're neglecting the source, which is the Word? And then here's the question, do we even want these things? Do we want more patience in our life? Do we want more comfort in our life? Do we want more hope in our life? Or is that something we don't even think about? So when it comes to the scripture, when it comes to our heart burning, it is important for the hope it provides. It is important for the hope it provides. Let's look at another scripture. Let's look at another scripture. Hebrews 4.12. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is quick. That word quick means alive. Okay? It means alive. The word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the dividing sunder of soul and spirit. Now, if you're in any kind of church background or whatever, you're like, man, this is great. Like, this is what the Word can do. Man, it can cut people and, and get to the heart of who they are and all kinds of stuff. Soul and sunder and of the joints and marrow. But notice what it does. And is the discerner of the what? Thoughts and intents of the what? heart. Now, we talk about the Word, man, Man, the Word is powerful, it's alive, man, it can cut people and all that kind of stuff. But here's what we need to understand. Here's what the Word does. The Word knows our spiritual condition. The Word knows our spiritual condition. What's important about the Word is the Word is alive, okay? Now, the Word is alive. So if, if we're saying it's alive, that we can read the Scripture and the Scripture can speak directly to us. I don't know if you've ever done this. If you read your Bible on any consistent basis or had a level of devotional life, What you'll do is, I've done this before, I'll read a section of Scripture, and God will show me something. Then I'll read a different section of Scripture, and God will show me the same thing. And then I'll read a different section, and it will show me the same thing. And I'm like, what's going on? Why am I reading different sections of Scripture, but God keeps telling me the same thing over and over? Because the Scripture is alive. It, it, It understands and knows your spiritual condition. It can speak to wherever you are right now. When you read, God will give you exactly what you need at that moment. It knows your spiritual condition, okay? It's the discerner of your thoughts and your intents. It knows what's going on in your heart when you are reading it. Now, with that said, with that said it knows, knows our thoughts, our motives, our spiritual condition. Here's what's really interesting. The Bible doesn't just tell us what we should be, but shows us who we are but it shows us who we are. Example, and y'all probably heard this before, if you have any kind of church background, but the Bible is like a mirror, okay? Every single one of y'all, I hope, got up and looked in your mirror. If you didn't, we are looking at you now, okay? (laughs) All right? You look in the mirror, right? Now, for me, I look in the mirror, as long as my teeth are brushed, I look okay. Like, my hair never messes up or anything. I'm looking good, all right? Okay, maybe I'm not looking good. You think I'm looking good, right? Thanks, that's right. My wife's like, you hot. I'm like, yeah, that's me, okay? <laughs> all right. <laughs> but the mirror says what it sees, right? If I, if I got something stuck in my teeth, it's not like the mirror goes, oh, wait a second, let me show them something different. <laughs> like, let me just let them go out there, okay, all right? No, it shows, it, it, it shows what's there. If, if there's something there that doesn't look good, it's going to let you know it, Okay? And, and so that's exactly how the Word is. The Word shows us not, not so much what, just what we should be, but who we are. Now, what's the application there? What's the application there? Because here's what happens. Do we sometimes avoid the Word because of how it makes us feel? Do we sometimes avoid the Word because of how it makes us feel? Because when I read certain sections of Scripture, it don't make me feel too good. Because what it does is it points out to me some areas of my life that need to change. We don't like change. Can I get an know me? I don't like change. Like, man, I'm reading this section of scripture, and so do we avoid the word? Do we avoid the word because of how it makes us feel? Or do we avoid the word because we don't like what it has to say? You ever try? You ever tried to argue with the Bible? You ever tried to argue with the Bible? I know it says in the Bible this, but <laughs> I know it says in the Bible this, but see here's here's the deal. I know the Bible says this, but see Buchanan, the Bible doesn't understand my circumstance. The Bible doesn't understand my marriage. The Bible doesn't understand the the my work environment. The Bible doesn't understand the 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 activities that are on our calendar. Right? Like, the Bible doesn't understand that. So, so I know the truth of the Bible, but you know what? I really don't want to like it has to say. Plus, it doesn't make me feel good when I read it. So you know what? I'll just avoid it completely. Right? Ooh, it got quiet. It got really quiet. Ooh, ooh, uh-oh. Guess, guess what's speaking to us right now? Guess what? Guess what's speaking to us right now? The Word. The Word's speaking to us right now. But the reason why the word is important in our life, it's important because of what it shows in us. It's important because of what it shows in us. here's, Here's what I figured out. The the only way I know that I need to change is that something is brought to my attention that shows me there's a change that is needed. Does that make sense? Okay, I'll never know if I have to change unless somebody brings to my attention. Wait, Buchanan, you you're doing it this way, but yet you really need to be doing it this way. And so, because somebody brought to my attention that there's a need for a change, because I know there's a need for a change, then hopefully I will now change. And so, what's so important in our lives is when, when, and when we talk about this, the heart burns. Like I want your, like sometimes I want you when you read the scriptures to go, "Ooh, man, ooh." Oh, or or from a standpoint of uh, of not just from the standpoint of pain, but but from the standpoint of excitement, man. Look what the Bible says. Look what the truths are here. Look how how mean things that that man Jesus did this and he did that and he did this and he did that. Man, that brings me what's that word we said in the other verse? That H word. It brings me what? Hope. It brings me hope. Brings me excitement, all kinds of stuff, and so we look at this and go, "Man, this this shows me something in my life that either needs to change, or this is great. This is great. How many? How many of y'all need? Okay, let's just be honest. How many of y'all like a little bit of Attaboy's? Come on, anybody like an Attaboy? Okay, just do right this. You got you, got, you good. You got this. Some of y'all actually did it. Okay, all right. Okay, some of y'all are like, I guess I'll do it to my neighbor, all right? Okay, but you like. But here's the deal. What's good about the Bible, not only can you see the areas that need to change, but you can also see the areas where you're getting it right. Now, I don't know about you, but trying to live according to the Bible in a world that we live in is incredibly difficult. Can I get an amen? To li- okay, let's just say it. Let's just say it. If you follow this thing to a T, you are different. <laughs> You are not like the rest of your friends, you're not like the rest of your family, and people are going to make fun of you. That probably wasn't, good, <laughs> probably wasn't a good statement to get you excited, okay? But they may make fun of you about it, okay? But, but, but what I want to help you with is, like, look, this is, this is, like, this is giving you assurance of, hey, I, it may not be the whole entire world thinks I'm doing something right, but guess what? God thinks I'm doing something right. God thinks I'm doing something right. Okay, maybe you are not like that way. I'm like, never mind, I'll I'll leave that alone, I'll leave it alone, I'll leave it alone. (laughs) Here we go. I just snorted, by the way. Okay, Psalms, Psalms 119, (laughs) Psalms 119. I'm trying to get that out of me, like, don't do that anymore. Psalms 119, Psalms 119, verse 97. It says, well, well, like, we're going to read a small section of Scripture, but let me just talk about Psalms 119 for just a minute, okay? Uh, Psalms 119, the whole entire psalm just talks about the Word. Really, if you want to know about the Word and what God has to say about the Word and how we interact with the Word and all that kind of stuff, Psalm 119. Now, some of you are familiar with Psalm 119 because you know, the only reason why you know Psalm 119 is because it's in the Bible, because you know it's really, really long. (laughs) There's 176 verses in Psalm 119. That's a lot of verses. That's a lot of verses. Psalm 119, Uh, that, that that is 176 verses. But here's what I did. I actually read slow through it. I timed myself, okay? Less than 20 minutes, you can read them all. If you read 26 verses a day, you could be done in a week. And that's less than three minutes a day. So, here's just a little side note, a little commercial, all that kind of stuff. I want every single person in here to read Psalm 119 this week. I want you to read Psalm 119. Now, some of you are getting kind of, kind of nervous because, like, if you can, I don't read my Bible ever. <laughs> I want you to read Psalm 119. Can we do that? Say Amen. Okay, we can do that, Psalm 119. And I already already broke it down for you. Like, Like, okay, Buchanan, I don't know if I'll be able to fit into my schedule. I need you to give God three minutes of your day. Three minutes of your day, okay? So read Psalm 119 this week. That's just some additional study you can do so you can understand what the Word says about the Word. Here we go, Psalm 119, 97. It says, Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day, okay? So here we go. This is the psalmist David. I love the law. It is my meditation. He's think about it all day long. Thou, through thy commandments, hast made the, me wiser than my enemies. So it makes us wise. For they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. Like, the word was more important than the people that taught. I understand more than the ancients, because I keep or, or follow thy precepts. I have refrained my feet from every evil way that I might keep thy word. I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me. Notice in verse 103. How sweet are thy words unto my taste. Yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. There's a sweetness to the word. Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Verse 105. This is where we're going to kind of key in. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. And a light into my path. Now, probably that was the only verse that you kind of like, oh, I've heard that before, right? Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So, with that said, knowing that the, the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, here's the problem. We walk a very darkened path. Now, you can take this two ways, okay? In some ways, walking a darkened path, because we're talking about we walk a darkened path because we walk towards evil things. We walk in ways that are that are not in the light, that are that are contrary to God and all that kind of stuff. But that's not the way I'm trying to apply this right now. What I'm saying is the reason why we walk a very darkened path is (laughs) she's like, You gonna go with me? I got (laughs) you. She had to have a buddy. All right. A darkened path. The reason why we walk a darkened path is because we don't know the other side of our decisions. Does that make sense? When it comes to making a decision, the hardest thing about making a decision is the unknown of how the decision is going to come out. Does that make sense what I'm trying to say? All right. How many of you ever made a bad decision? Can I get an OME? me? Okay. We've all made bad decisions, right? We've all made bad decisions. And so, but, but here's, here's what I figured out. You know what our life is, is full of and is made up of? Decisions. Choices. You know, you, you had to admit, okay, let's talk, talk about decisions you made this morning. Hopefully, you made the decision to get up get up, because you're here, okay? You made the decision to take a shower, hopefully, okay? All right, or you took it last night and you washed off. I don't know, okay? All right, hopefully, you, you, maybe you put something in your stomach because you didn't want your stomach growling because hopefully the guy will be done, eating, like, preaching early so I can get to Brandon and Iron before they close. I don't know, okay? Some of you are already thinking about, oh, my gosh, now I'm thinking about Brandon and Iron, okay? Stop it. All right, you may, so you made a decision to show up here. Some of y'all are making a decision whether you're coming back. Okay, we make decisions all day long. We make decisions, right? And we make decisions that have a really big impact in our lives. Would everybody agree? We make decisions that affect our jobs. We make decisions that affect our marriage. We make decisions that affect our our family and our kids. We make decisions that that affect our bank account. Can I get an amen? Okay? I mean, how many of y'all have ever bought that car and thought, why did I buy the car? (laughs) Like, (laughs) buyer's remorse, all right? There's been probably more cars we bought that we regretted than the cars we actually like, okay? But we make decisions all the time. Decisions about our future. We, in the first service we had this, in the second service, we have seniors in this service right now that just graduated and they're thinking their minds going, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? What's the next decision I have to make? Okay. And they're like, what if I make a bad decision at 18 that ruins my life? Let me help you with this. It'll be Okay. Your life is not over if you make a bad career decision or whatever In eighteen years old. It'll it will it will change. It'll change. <laughs> Can I get an Amen from the group? It'll change. Okay, it'll change. All the parents and seniors like, don't tell them, okay? I want them to have it all figured out, okay? But we didn't have it figured out. And we still don't, okay? All right, there you go. But we have all these decisions that we make. But the biggest fear and decision is the unknown. The unknown. We hope to make the right decision, but we see things quite differently in hindsight. Would everybody agree? Man, hindsight, man, hindsight is a really good teacher, right? When I can look back on I'm like, oh, that was a dumb decision. That was a dumb decision. All right. But here's what's interesting. God's word can provide guidance in those decisions. Here's what's interesting. God does not want you to make a bad decision. God does not want you to make a bad decision. Would everybody agree with that? I mean, I hope he doesn't. I mean, that would be bad. Like, whoa, like, you want me bad? God doesn't want us to make bad decisions. But yet, when it comes to a decision, what's the last thing that we consult? The what? Word. So when it comes to decisions in our life, we make decisions based upon, and this is what's really interesting. I, I don't want to jump ahead at all. But we make, decisions, we make decisions with very limited knowledge. And the reason why I say very limited knowledge, because we're making the best decision by what we know. Here's what's interesting about our decisions when it comes to God. What we know compared to what God knows is a little different. Can I get an amen? amen. Let's just be honest. It's not just a little different. It's a whole lot different. It's a whole lot different what he knows versus what I know. I said uh, a couple of Wednesday nights, I've been tracking on Wednesday night, like here's, when I look at it and I go, okay, here's what I'm looking at. I look at my life in this direction, okay? I'm looking at my life in this direction. So I'm here and here's where I'm, I'm, I'm looking like, this is the direction my life is going. Maybe y'all can't see that over here, okay? All right, I'm doing it, okay? I'm here, here's what I'm looking at, all right? And so that's what I do. I, I make decisions based upon what I can see, okay? Here's what's interesting, guess what? God makes decisions like this by what he can see. Does that make sense of what I'm trying to say? Here's a, here's a, I uh, I need a volunteer. <laughs> Would anybody please volunteer to come up here? And you're not on camera, it's okay. Come on, one person, please. Like, don't make me look silly. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Go, Mike, go, man, up here. By the way, first time attender, okay? <laughs> you are the man, thank you so much for doing that, all of them are lousy, okay, but you are the man, alright, so some of y'all, some of y'all, y'all can't follow me here, so I wanted, I wanted to give my Mike, right, I didn't mess that mess it up, wouldn't that be horrible if I said the wrong name, okay, I appreciate that, I man, you're so forgiving, so forgiving, he's like Jesus, okay, so here we go, so what I'm saying is, okay, here I am right here, and here's what I see is the future, okay, by the way, my future looks pretty good, alright, okay, like that, okay? <laughs> Twins. <laughs> like right here, right? Twins. <laughs> okay, there we go. Okay, stay right there. All right. all right, so here we go. So I see right here, all right? I'm looking this way. I'm looking at this. This is where I think my future is, all kind of stuff. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. Stay right there. Stay right there. God looks at it from this perspective. Does that make sense, what I'm trying to say? Because here's the deal. I can only see as far as this right here. But God sees way out here, right? And so what I, what, and, and here's what's really good about this. Here's what's really cool about this. Thank you. You're doing an awesome job, by the way. You're doing good, okay? All right. I'm going to let you go down. I got, I got, you're good, you good, you're good. Does that make sense? Okay, now, here, here's what I'm trying to help you with, okay? Okay, what did we say we learned a lot from? It started with an H. That when we make a decision, hindsight, very good. Man, I thank you for paying attention. You're great, okay? We learn a lot from hindsight. Now, here's the, here, let me help you with this. When it's hindsight, can we do anything to go back and change the decision? No, we cannot. Okay? But here's the deal. Guess before you make the decision who has hindsight. God does. God has hindsight because he sees it from the beginning to the end and the end to the beginning. So when it comes to our, our decisions that we make, the problem is, is that, because let's push it on. Ooh, ooh, this is great. It, 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 there are so many, so many. Oh, I hate it. Like, like it almost embarrasses me. So many decisions. If I knew what I know now, I would have never made that decision. In a million years, I would have never made that decision. Because I saw, like, not only did I see from the standpoint of seeing, okay, that was a bad decision, but also from the standpoint of all the crap it did to my life. Like there's some stuff that just kinda like like there's some things I'm like, man, I could have gone I could have missed out on all that pain and suffering and and just wreckage that I made of my life at that point if I'd have just had the benefit of hindsight. And then I look at myself and go, wait a second, I have something that will help me with hindsight. It's called the what? Word. The word. It's the word. And so when we look at this, why is the Scripture important in our life? It's important in our life, but it is important for the direction it gives. It is important for the direction it gives. Because here's what's interesting. Are we making decisions with a blindfold on? Are we making decisions with a blindfold on? When Scripture can clearly open our eyes to the right path. Now, I've got to ask this question. Do we really want God to be part of our decisions? Do we really want God to be part of our decisions? I hear you, man. And, and my thing is that we can say it till we're, till we're blue in the face. I want God to be part of our decisions. But the only way we know if God we really want God to be part of our decisions, when the next decision comes, who has to be a part of it? God does. We need to consult the scriptures. We need to actually make a wise decision based upon the scriptures. Because I, I, I'm, I'm a testament to this. Every time I do it the scriptural way, it always works out. It always works out. It always works out. Now, I'm not saying that that it's pain-free. Sometimes we have to go through some pain and suffering. That's part of the plan. I get it. But what I'm saying is when I make a decision based upon the Scriptures, it always works out. It always works out. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're not going to point number two. Come back next week for point number two. All right? And, and Nick, and, I, and this is not to build up in any way, shape, or form. But I have a really, really cool illustration of of, of how we need to view the scripture. But I'm not going to tell you till next week, okay? Then I think it will really help you. All right? So I know I'm telling you. All right? If you don't come back next week, it's because you don't care about this really, really cool illustration. All right? Just joking. That was a joke. Okay. All right. So what am I supposed to do now? What am I supposed to do now? Because here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. When we talk about the Scripture and all kinds of stuff, here's what's going to happen. What we're going to do is we're going to say, okay, Buchanan, what do I do now? Um, because one of the things is, Buchanan, I don't, I, I want to make sure I say this right, okay, is I don't know the Bible very well. The, 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 the pushback to this is I don't know the Bible very well. Two questions about that. One, how are you doing with the stuff you already know? Because if you've been in church for any period of time, there's some stuff you know is in the scripture. And and so what are you doing with what you already know? On the other side of it, I don't know much about the I don't know much about the Bible. Okay, what are you doing to change that? What are you doing to change that? What do I mean by that? Okay? How often do you read your Bible? You don't, do you want to say this audibly, okay? Just want to make sure you're new that. okay, Don't want to say it audibly. Tristan, I know you read it every day, probably, okay. But how often do you read your Bible? Did you even pick it up this week? so so I don't know much about the Bible, but how often do you read it? Okay? Another question is another question is, I want to make sure I get these right. okay? Another question is is do you take notes on what you're reading? Because you know what, I've read books. Uh, I've read books over the years, and I'll read a book, and, and and I'll read that book, and a week later they'll say, "Hey, how was that book? It was good. What was it about?" I don't know, <laughs> but it's a really good book. Okay. And some of y'all like, what does he keep on looking at? My notes. <laughs> I'm looking at my notes. Like, take notes on what you read. Here's a here's a here's a here's maybe a, an interesting question. Are you spiritually ready to receive it? Are you spiritually ready to receive it? Because sometimes what we don't understand is that it, since it's alive, it is a spiritual book, it, we, we need to have the, the, the Holy Spirit guiding us and directing us, and, and, and it needs, we need to be ready to receive the Word. Okay, a couple of things. One is, if you ever read the Bible without praying before, you're just reading it for reading. you got to pray. Like, Holy Spirit, show me something in your Word, okay? you got to pray. I'm gonna say this: If you've got some unconfessed sin in your life, if you've got some unconfessed sin in your life, you're not spiritually ready to receive the word. Okay, you got to deal with that sin. Okay, and and, and also is when, what are you actually like making it a priority when you do it? Are you making sure when you read your Bible that there's no distractions? Okay, some of y'all got little kids. I get that. Um, I can send my kids to their rooms and say, uh, "Like, leave me alone," and they're like, "Yes, Xbox, PlayStation, woo." Okay, but I, I, I get I get my time, and I can I can I can separate myself from my family, and or there's consequences. Okay, some of you don't have that ability. I get that, but are you getting? Are you are you actually reading your word distraction free? Are you actually, and here's another thing too, like, are you reading your Bible like, hey, this is when I read my Bible after I've fallen asleep in my recliner in the living room, okay? <laughs> Let me help you with this. You try to get up and like, I'm going to read my Bible now. No, you're not. You're going to have something you're going to have to get off you and drool on in the middle of the night, okay? Because you're not going to do it, okay? So are you spiritually ready to receive it? Here's another thing. Have you convinced yourself it's too hard? Have you convinced yourself it's too hard? Like, you know what, I, 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 know I, I know I need to read it and all that kind of stuff, but if I'm being honest, you know what, it's just too hard. Or this, I don't like to read, and I, or I don't read very well. And I hear that, okay? All right? I don't, I don't like to read and don't read very well. Some of y'all I've talked to, and you're like, the last time I read a book was when it was assigned in school, and I'm not reading another book again. Okay? Okay? And, and I'll tell you this: I don't care if you don't read another book off the bookshelf ever, but you need to be reading God's word. You need to be reading God's word. So if you don't like to read or you don't read really well, here's a couple things that, for me to help you with. First of all, it's not a race. If anybody thinks that there's a bunch of Bible reading competitions out there, I haven't found them. Okay, it's not a competition. It's not a race. The worst thing you can do—I'm going to say this out loud—the worst thing you can do is like, "I'm going I'm to read through the Bible." The whole, I'm going to read through the Bible in a year. Don't do that. That is horrible. Man, I can't believe I just said that out loud. If you want to read the Bible you're great. But if you've never read the Bible, don't be like, hey, that's like me saying, hey, I don't run very much. I'm going to run a marathon. Don't do that. Here, here's the deal. If you've never run a marathon, why don't you walk to the end of the block and back and see if you're not winded yet, okay? Like, that's the thing. It's not a race. Just read it. Just read it. And and, and if you don't read very well, that's okay. Probably one of the worst things we can do is read our Bible really fast. You want to slow down. Every word matters. The slower you read it, the more God can show you. The faster you read it, like you're going to check it off and it's done, the less likelihood you're going to get something out of it. But not only is it not a race, okay, it's not a race, but also, too, and i am going to put this out here, you can listen to it. You can listen to it. Now, um, on my phone, on my phone is the Version Bible app. It's a free app, okay? You can put it on there, put the KJV, put Psalm 119, and you can press play and listen to it, all right? Here's the deal. This is a really fun trick, okay? Sometimes I don't know how to pronounce a word. I listen to it, and I'm like, okay, Goshen, got it, all right? <laughs> so, like, listen to it. But here's the deal. You can't listen to the Bible like you listen to the radio, Okay? Because when you listen to radio, you're driving, you're, you're talking to your buddies and all that kind of stuff. It, it's not like you, you don't pick up the Bible by just listening to it over and over and over like you pick up a song. You need to listen to it with intent and just listen. Just listen. And when, when you're like, oh, man, I don't know if I got there or not, guess what? Start it over and listen again. It is really, really important. And Some of you are like, what's the point of this, Buchanan? I'm like, why are we making this such a big deal? Because here's the deal. Here's what I'm, I'm really realizing if, if, if we continue to go and, and, and come every single week and our hearts don't burn for the scripture, eventually this is not going to make an impact in your life and you're going to abandon it. Because you know what? All it is is I'm going, I'm in a religious activity. I see some of my friends. We sing a couple of songs. This guy gets up there. He bores me to death because he talks. I hope I'm not boring you today. I'm sorry. Tristan, we still good, man? Okay, thank you. All right, so, but, but, like, if you here, here's, and this is so important. This is so important. Here's what I want want us to happen in our church, because let's whatever whatever God kind of lays out what's the next message, the next message, the next message, the next message, is what I want to happen. Have happen is I want it to be. Man, did you hear the word this morning? Did you hear the word this morning? Man, when he when 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 he read the word, man, my heart burned inside. And then I'll take this one. Okay, by the way, you here. This be great. Man, wasn't the word great this morning? Buchanan did okay. <laughs> wasn't the word great this morning? Yeah, Buchanan tried. <laughs> like I, I'm I'm totally fine with that. And like I I, I don't and, and I don't know whatever happened that that it was about preaching was about how good the preacher was. No, preaching is how well does he make the word come alive, right? I've talked to people before about building messages and stuff like that, and I love little cute illustrations, and, and I loved having Mike up here. Man, that was fun, okay? I'm telling you, I'm, 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 I'm looking at you going, man, this is what my hair is going to be. This is what my beard is going to look like. I'm going to build me some muscle, okay? I'm going to do that. All right? I love all that. I love all that. But here's what, here's what I want to help you with, okay? Uh, you know what that is? That's wrapping paper. Okay, that's bows. All right, you can say it this way: that's the box. All right, because if you get a gift now, unless you're like six months old, like you ever notice about six months old, like it's bows on the head, all kinds of. If you, if you, if you have a kid, when you'll have a kid, right? Can I say that out loud? I'm sorry. Is that, is that, is that okay? I just say that out loud. Okay. All right. But but we're like, what's the due date? Thanksgiving. Okay. Do not get any gifts for that child. Yeah, like it's going to be crazy. Like it's going to be one month old. Like, get some stuff y'all could use, like buy a new sofa or something. Okay, do that. Because that kid does not care about the gift. That kid is going to care about having a bow on its head. You're going to take some funny pictures and all that kind of stuff. Huh? There you go, right. But it's going to care. Do you know what I'm talking about with kids? That first Christmas, it's the bow, the wrapping paper, the box. They'd rather play in the box and eat the wrapping paper and put the bow on their head. They don't care about what's inside. Okay? But when it comes to the preaching and illustrations, all kinds of stuff, here's the deal. Don't focus on the bow. Don't focus on the wrapping paper. Don't focus on the box. Focus about what's inside. Focus about the content. The content is what? The? Focus on the content. This is, if anything, the the art of preaching is making this look better. Elevating this. And here's here's the challenge. Here's the challenge. I'm already out of time, but who cares, all right? I'm not out of time, by the way. Okay. All right. Because there's no service after y'all, okay? All right, here we go. But here's what I want to happen today. Here's what I want to happen today. Wherever you put emphasis in your life with this word, okay? Wherever it is on the scale, okay? For some of y'all, y'all walked in like this. And I wasn't trying to be sacrilegious out right there, but throwing my Bible on the ground, okay? But right, honestly, when it comes to from where, where if, if the Bible was here in your life, all the way down, literally this is where you have the Bible in your life right now. And here's what happens. Here's, what here's how we're, we're functioning. We're functioning like this. Oh, man, I hope I don't trip over it. Okay? Like, I may stumble over the word every once in a while. <laughs> but really, my goal is I want to I I I walk around it, right? Okay? I want to avoid it. If anything, I'm not going to kick my Bible. I'm sorry. I just can't do it, all right? Some of y'all want to do, and boy, this is a lot easier now that I got the thing kicked out of the way. Where is the word in your life right now? Is it here? And and let me, let me do this. I'm not trying to throw off or make anybody. If this is where it is, own it. Own it. If this is where you have the word right now, at the very bottom it can be in your life, own it. Say, you know what, this is where my word is. And I'm just being honest. Not, don't even be honest if you can. Be honest with God. You know what, God, honestly, the word right now in my life is about right at the bottom, the farthest I can be, put it down there. So wherever, you're, wherever the word is in your life right now, in order of importance, all I want you to do is just take it up a notch. Just take it up a notch. And just take it up a notch. Wherever it is. Like here's what I want to, and I think so many times, you think in some way, shape, or form that I'm some kind of super Christian because I I I come and I've got these all the kind of stuff. You know what? I just have a lot more time to study. Okay, I just have a lot more time to study, and 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 I'm I'm thankful for that opportunity, all that kind of stuff. But but you, me, we all have to get to the point to where it doesn't matter how much we read it, as much as our heart burns when we read it. And the one, one way that your heart's going to burn more is if you look at this and it becomes more important in your life each and every day. Now, here, here's, so that's the question. Does your heart burn? Now, two things, two things, why your heart isn't burning right now. Two reasons why your heart isn't burning right now. Number one, the reason why your heart doesn't burn is because you don't know the author. You don't know the author. You don't know, in order to understand the Bible, you have to understand the author of the Bible, and that's God. And if you don't know God, you can't know the Bible. You don't know the author. You've never put your faith and trust in Jesus. And so to read read this, this is like reading in a foreign language if you don't know Jesus, okay? That's one thing why your heart might not burn. Another reason why your heart may not burn is because you need to recognize where you are spiritually where you are spiritually. If your heart does not burn, there's not, let me help you with this. If your heart doesn't burn for the word, that's not the word's fault. Can I get an amen? That is not the word's fault, okay? Let me help you this. God, God is perfect and holy and righteous, and he doesn't make mistakes. He is wonderful and holy. So anytime there's something that's, that I look at that I don't like about God, or I don't like about his word, the problem is not with God or his word. The problem is with who? Me, So where's your spiritual condition where your heart will burn? Let's everybody stand. Let's everybody stand. This is our invitation. This is our invitation. Uh, We do a little bit different.